This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good afternoon. It's our Open Lines, Open Ideas program here on KGMI. KGMI Connects and our phone number 360-676-5464. Whatever is on your mind, as always, we want to hear from you. Express yourself. A song, I think. But uh, once again, 360-676-5464. And anything goes here on KGMI Connects. And uh, well, let's get rolling with Rich in Ferndale today. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? I'm doing all right. Gonna, A little bit blustery out there, though. Yeah, definitely November, huh? Yes, I wanted to respond to, to you per our conversation yesterday about uh, lawlessness and Wild West water use. I totally disagree. The health department regulates home water use, and so does planning and development with building permits. You have to have a well-tested and approved before you can get a building permit for the people on five acres or one acre or whatever. And then the water irrigation for farms is controlled through ecology. There's water claims, water rights. I did a ton of research last night after going to that water meeting and looking it up on ecology and seeing who has what and where and so it is not the Wild West. I'm sure there are a few bad actors, but that's the case in any sector of business. There's going to be people who bend the rules and cheat and this and that. But as a whole, water users are trying to do it legally, and they're not trying to do anything bad. And over 50 years, water rights in the state for irrigation have been kind of in limbo. There's been trouble with the tribes in the state for a long time, and I believe not very many new water rights have been issued in a very long time. They have provisional permission, temporary permission to use water, but it's not a water right. So, and this process of adjudication is going to cost the government lots of money and time. It's going to cost citizens lots of money and time. Anything goes through the courts takes forever. So this is a very bad idea to tie people up in court for decades. Yakima took over 40 years to adjudicate surface water. So this, this would have devastating effects to farms and local people. It's going to cost them money. And we're literally going to have to defend the right to fill your tap, to fill your glass from your tap in your house. Even if you have a right, you have to defend it in the court against the government. And that's, it's just unconscionable. I can't believe they would do that to people who have not broken so, any laws or so done anything mo- wrong. Well, moving forward, there shouldn't be any, any rules. Uh, we shouldn't ha- take any steps to, to uh, well, first of all, this, uh, to, first of all, let me just say, we shouldn't take sure. any steps to, to uh, take t- uh, take a tally, take uh, you know, uh, just understand exactly how much water there is when here in in the county, and in the in the Nooksack Basin, and just ignore the any of that and just say, "What well, have at it? Go ahead." Nope. I mean, I, we no know you'll thing, be Joe. good actors. I mean, because nope. development no isn't thing, done. Development isn't done here in Whatcom County. It's going to continue. Our population is going to continue to grow. And there are people and, and entities that are using water without water rights. I'm not saying they're doing it nefariously or they're That's intentionally anyway, trying to, to trying to break the rules. Or, or but there aren't rules in place. There's not a system set to to accommodate everyone who wants to use water. So that's would, what this is aimed at. To that. Okay, go ahead. That's completely wrong. There's lots okay. of rules in place. Every right, well Rich. put in this county for domestic use is done legally through the health department. That there's no rule breaking. All they need to do I is th- I know I understand now. Rich, but they can quantify the water. They don't have to take us to court for it. That's okay. BS. All right, Rich. Why I, would you advocate now we go we, we go through this on every every issue. You say there's a simple way to do things. There's a simple way to there end fent- the fentanyl there crisis. Is. There's a simple yeah. way to end yep, crime. It, it's all so simple and but it doesn't take any action by the government. You. I don't get it. I, I, Joe, you don't want the government to act on fentanyl. You want them to do nothing. Oh, for God's You're sake, all Rich. That. Oh, my you goodness. Are, you are a totally against the government. You, we don't lock people up for drugs, right? Did you not say that? We shouldn't just lock them up. You don't want to punish criminals Rich, for being drug okay, Rich, criminals. Rich, okay, back down, back Truth, down man. a little bit. Okay, okay. I, I, you know, I don't think we have to get this uh, this wired and this fired up over over this issue. I think, once again, as I said— I think it makes sense for the state, and it's looking at not just this basin, but at others around the state, and deciding, okay, where do we go from this point on? 
and to assess where we are. It doesn't mean you're not going to be able to turn your tap on and use water or that you're going to be thrown in jail or you're going to be sued out of your property because you you're, have a well in the ground. But to understand what's going on, once again, go back. Well, you know, we'll we'll have more of this conversation later. But I, you know, I I don't think we need to get so so angry and uptight about it. And and by golly, I want something to be done about fentanyl, absolutely. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, now since you brought up fentanyl, I'll just say, you know, I fentanyl is an awful, awful drug that has created a real tragedies here in our community and devastated families. There are other drugs that have done this. I mean, think back. Since I've been alive, there's there's the drug du jour that is the scary, frightening drug. Remember, there was not long ago there was some drug that was causing people's to, flesh to to die off and fall off. There was we had crack cocaine, and that was a terrible scourge, and it was a real one. Uh, but now we've moved on. We had you know not that long ago, ten years ago or so, it was fentanyl, or I mean, it was uh, methamphetamine. We had meth houses around our community where people were cooking this stuff up in, in uh, houses and, uh, and ruining the property by, uh, because of the chemicals that were involved in that and ruining lives, quite frankly. Now fentanyl comes along. It's an awful, awful drug, but there are other drugs that are devastating lives, and one of them uh, is, uh, it can't be denied, is alcohol. And uh, you've told me that you don't see that to be a that big of a problem, but it quite frankly it is it's just devastated lives it's devastated families and uh and communities for that matter for forever um since the dawn of time but uh i definitely want something to be done about fentanyl and to say that uh, that i don't is is just flat out wrong but let's move on let's go to uh, rod in linden's got some ideas about uh, metal shredding here in bellingham hi, hi rod how are you doing i'm very All good right. yeah what are your thoughts on this <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, I, I lived over in the, on Nome Street over there by the uh, cement plant when it was running okay. back way back when. And uh, I moved there knowing I was moving into an, next to an industrial district. I was uh-huh. right behind more steel, and we had trucks coming in and out of there. And uh, the cement plant was running. They had a place where you could go over and rinse your car off because it was dusty in the area. Hmm. And uh, that was that was cool. I mean, I appreciated that. But I noticed there's a whole lot of houses over in that area now that people have moved in, bought property, moved into the area, and know and it should have known that it was they were moving into next door to an industrial area. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be what people do: they move into these areas and then say, "Oh, well, we don't want that here." Yeah. You know, I I think that. That shredder would be a great thing. Um, I'm just curious when they say it's all going, it's going to be going in the Pacific Rim. I mean, who? How much are we shipping to China? As far as the the metal that's that's yeah, shredded, the metal once it's once it's shredded, I don't. It's going I don't to know. smelters. Yeah, uh, but so uh, I mean, if it does, it, I, I it's uh, I guess it's kind of too bad that it would have to be shipped across the Pacific Ocean. Uh, but uh, it it's a resource like anything else. It, to me, it makes sense. If we want a working waterfront. We talk about wanting you know, family wage exactly. jobs uh, in the city and in the county and on the waterfront. Uh, it seems to me that it's uh, and it's a recycling business. Um, I, I, there, there's there are downsides to most anything. And it's, and but, it's good paying jobs. Yeah, I mean, and not a not a huge number of jobs, but some and. No. I think I'm I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, you buy your property, you know, what's next door, you know, what 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 is going on there and have an idea of what could potentially go in. And I I, I think it makes sense. This is a a part of a parcel that's like you say, zoned for heavy industrial, I believe. And yeah, Japan uh, has an island that's nothing but shredder. It's uh, nothing but metal recycling. uh Uh-huh. Huh. And so, you know, ship it to Japan, wherever, but, uh, you know, yeah. let the business go. Let it let it come in. We need it. I read a fascinating article in The Atlantic a while. This was a number of years ago about uh, about the shipbreakers. In uh, This was on uh, a beach, a specific beach. The author went and visited this beach, and uh, it was in India, I believe. And um, 
and so much of this, you know, the, the big cargo ships and other ships, when they've outlived their life, they go to, you know, they basically beach them. And mm-hmm. then in, in that, and most of this work has been pushed away. They don't really do it in the United States, as far as uh, this article said, uh, maybe in just a couple of spots, because it, it can be messy, you got to think. Uh, there's a lot, a lot in these ships. Uh, but um, so it goes into these areas where there's very little, um, uh, obviously, environmental law or rules. Right. And, and, uh, and then they had people that were, you know, these, these men basically, and sometimes boys, basically in, in, in bare feet that are climbing around these ships and using hand torches to cut these ships up into pieces. Uh, and just incredible. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then, and then much of that iron is used to create rebar that's then used in building projects and stuff. But sure. yeah, Wow. All right, Rod, appreciate your call. All right. Thanks. Okay, Joe. Take care. You too. And we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, talk to Jim and Robert, and we'll have time to take your call too. Whatever's on your mind, 360-676-5464. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC Electrical, and Plumbing. We are grateful to have served you for over 50 years. As a thank you for choosing Barron, we're giving back through our Barron Furnace Fund this holiday season. Thanks to you, our team is thrilled to be able to give a furnace to three families in need of heat this winter. Here at Barron, we know the importance of keeping your home safe, warm, and comfortable. The Furnace Fund will provide proper heat for a family that would otherwise go without. So as the weather gets cold, help us eliminate one more worry for those in need by giving the warmth of a furnace. If you know a family that can benefit from this gift, we want to hear about it. Visit barronheating.com for details and to recommend a deserving family now through November 30th. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Ready to upgrade your comfort system? For a limited time, Barron is offering a free water heater with the purchase of a new heating and cooling system. Don't wait. Call Barron for details today. Bellingham Cider Company with local craft beers and a locally sourced Pacific Northwest inspired menu. You might know them for their delicious variety of cider flavors like their spiced pumpkin, caramel apple, and other seasonal flavors. But you'll also be amazed by their menu. Proudly sourcing their fresh food from local farms and businesses. Enjoy their in-house made ravioli, wahilo braised beef, or delicata squash salad. They're well known for their buttermilk brine chicken and waffles, but you'll also find juicy burgers made from Northwest raised beef. Or how about fresh coho salmon with roasted tomato chutney. You'll be amazed at the variety and selection of flavors from the kitchen. Dietary restrictions? No problem. Their menu provides a host of vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and dairy options. The solar-powered, eco-friendly restaurant is stocked with a full bar, so you can enjoy your dinner and drinks with the best views of Bellingham Bay. Bellingham Cider Company, the place great ciders meet exceptional food with breathtaking views everyone can enjoy. Find them at 205 Prospect or at bellinghamcider.com. At Puget Sound Energy, we're proudly aspiring to reduce our own emissions to net zero and to go beyond by helping others reduce carbon across Washington. Together, we're investing in local renewables, strengthening the electric grid, helping customers switch to electric vehicles, innovating with low carbon resources, supporting our communities, and saving energy along the way. Together, we're creating a clean energy future. Do you know a group or individual in our community that works tirelessly to make a difference? Dedicated to Service wants to give them a special shout-out on the air. Email the details to dedicated at cascaderadiogroup.com. Dedicated to Service, brought to you by Nieder House of Luxury, Whatcom County's premier jewelry store, with over 45,000 unique pieces to choose from in their online store, and over 1,500 beautiful choices in-store. Nieder House of Luxury, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's Back Patio. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Appreciate you joining us here on this kind of a blustery Thursday afternoon. Rob in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Rob. Hey, Joe. Um, I missed the last caller on the fentanyl. I just heard your response when I turned it on, so I there may be some context I've lost. But Okay. Uh, you know, comparing fentanyl is just another bad drug uh, in the long line of things. Um this is a whole new creature. This is used in anesthesia. It can take a few <clears throat> few bits of powder in the air and it'll kill you. It'll turn turns off your breathing system in your in your brain and you don't even know you're short of breath. You're dead. And this is being, as you know, slipped into pills. 
And, you know, as a, I know you're a Democrat, and I know we have a lot of Democrats <laughs> listening. But okay. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I don't, think, I don't think. I don't. I'll just say I don't think party political party matters. But go ahead. Okay, good. Because I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. So you're right. You might be a liberal. <clears throat> um, but uh, what I'm going to say is that um, compared to Donald Trump, uh, I regard Joe Biden uh, and his administration as co-conspirators in the smuggling of fentanyl across the border because it's wide open. The cartels are having a party and a field day. It's well known. Uh, They're coming across with mules with packs, and then it's distributed around the country. Uh, We've got a DOJ spending time breaking down the doors of more J6 people who are wandering around, diverting resources from the border. Uh, I don't know if you know, but 500,000 are coming across every month. You're probably not hearing the mainstream media, but it's 500,000 a month coming across the border. So there's the border because the fentanyl is is cooked up in Mexico, and the ingredients for the fentanyl come from China, and they're sent over in bulk. So in a way, we're looking at an indirect chemical warfare from the Chinese because they know very well what they're doing. They've been warned. They don't care. So I would say if people don't like the danger of fentanyl, uh, first thing they can do is just stop buying everything made in China. So, you know, if you can't get that plastic dish rack, because uh, they're all made in China, or you can't get another pair of canvas shoes because they're all made in China, tough luck. Don't get them, because the Chinese are the suppliers. They know what they're doing, and they're killing our kids. And it's the dirty secret. And Joe Biden should block that border. Now he's talking about maybe putting well, up a Rob, bit of a token Rob, wall. and I'm, I've yeah. made this point before, but, you know, uh, Donald Trump came into office with right. the border being a Project job number one. He had a right. he had a Republican House. He had a Republican Senate. If Republicans were dead set on doing something about the border, building a giant beautiful wall, doing everything they could to keep everybody out, they could have done it. They could have they could have uh, earmarked the funds into the future as long as it would take to build all this stuff, and it would be it would be set in stone that the money that they set aside would have to be used for this project to build a wall or what have you, whatever plan they came up with. They didn't do it when they could. That, to me, tells me that not everybody is so so convinced that this is the issue, that this is where we need to invest billions and billions and billions of dollars. And, you know, quite frankly, I... I, I, you know, the the fentanyl started to come across when Trump was still in office. It's it's manifested right. more, but you know, if you look at the history of drug smuggling into this country, drugs have co- and they continue to come in in all different ways. They're not just coming across the the un un uh, walled parts of the southern border. They're coming into right. ports of entry. They're coming in in submarines and oh, airline I, I, airplanes I, I, yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, but you got to okay. start somewhere, and, and okay. I was, that's why that's why I'm a conservative, not a Republican, because I'll agree with you. People like Mitch McConnell fought Trump. They had a lot of interest. Mitch McConnell's uh, wife is uh, the fa- part of a family of shipping magnets who do all their business with China. Um, half the Republicans are, are rhinos, and they are enemies of what Trump wanted to do. So the oh. Dems were against the Dems were against the wall. And at least half the Republicans, like the Romneys, were against the wall. He did oh. build part of the wall. And then when Biden was elected, the rest of the wall sat a scrap metal because Biden stopped building any more of the wall. The wall was effective. You asked the Border Patrol people. It was effective where it was. Uh, and it did funnel people to very tough geographical areas to climb to cross, where then you could focus your people. They were going to build that wall up mountains and down mountains. But what they were going to do is channel. And it was well, working. But I, I would have Joe, to say, Joe, though, Joe, I stop mean... that. Don't don't that say something to you though that a majority of of the Congress is is against it doesn't think it's that great of an idea. I mean because oh, I, I, Donald you know Trump what, and no, a minority it, of Republicans or, well, or you know what, half you know, of Republicans you, or what have you. Well, you know what it says to me. It tells it says to me this one: Donald Trump didn't take lobby money, and a lot of the Republicans and a lot of the Democrats are taking lobby money from from uh, mm. lobbyists who represent Chinese interests, represent a lot of interests. He didn't take the money. There are most of them are bought off on both sides. It's a very corrupt Congress, and it's taking us down with drugs. And I agree, they're coming through the San Juans, the Coast Guards involved, Northern, yeah. but the majority are coming through that southern border. It really would have helped if we just finished the wall. I wish Joe had finished the wall. Okay, 
All right, Rob. Yeah. Well, I, okay. pre- I appreciate having the conversation with you. I think it's, absolutely. Uh, Thank right. you. You, you bet. Take care. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jim's been hanging on. Hi, Jim. What are, what's on your mind today? Michael Parenti. Oh, I'm thinking Michael uh, Parenti in there somewhere, but well, I was watching the deep <laughs> politics. It's very good uh, video. Uh, I would say Middle America, uh, but I would point out uh, that a little less lower than Middle America as far as income were those people in East Palestine that got the train derailment. I think their income was like 21000 a year, and they were pro-Trump. And it uh, goes to show you I don't think Trump made the greatest economy ever. If I, I There's so many anecdotal stories. I was I did this, got so much better. I could even say I'm better under Biden, and that wouldn't say much, but at least it's a fact. And so I wanted to point this out, that uh, anti-Semitic charges against people, because I've uh, quoted a few people about what's going on with uh, anti-Semitism. There's even a book with that name I've mentioned. Uh, that A lot of it, they're just trying to quash uh, freedom of speech. They don't like opposing viewpoints. And I will start off on a little serious, a very serious thing. Mary Trump, uh, you've probably heard of her, haven't you? Donald Trump's niece? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, well, she was on Nicole Wallace yesterday on MSNBC. Donald Trump's and she Donald was, Trump's niece? Niece, yeah. She's been on the cable news, MSNBC okay. primarily. Okay. Uh, she doesn't like him, you know, but uh, anyway. So she says he may turn the government into a military dictatorship and also write a new constitution. So I wanted you and... Anyone else I've looked a little bit about it uh, should find out if anyone or even a president can write a new constitution. I thought you needed to have a constitutional convention with uh, 34 of the states uh, voting for it to actually do something like that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, one person, I don't know yeah. if you have any more information. I, I've been looking uh, around a little bit. I'll... The, no, the Constitution would have to be amended, and it would take, uh, I think, a two-thirds vote, in, if I'm not uh, not incorrect, two-thirds vote in each House of Congress, and then two-thirds of the states, I think, would have to ratify yeah. a, a, a new amendment. Um, but then the issue by you know comes then, um, I guess— parsing what a what a person's actions actually are and 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 if they violate the constitution or if you know that kind of thing so but yeah, not, I don't know yeah, one person things... can't write write a new constitution or uh, right i I'm, but I, i'm well aware that he's probably going to try to uh, the, the article i was reading from amherst remember the whole thing uh it had uh he's uh gonna very much just flood uh, or flush out all the people he doesn't like in the uh, deep state and the bureaucracy and so forth, and it would be a very terrible thing for when they're talking about it. But there's uh, good articles as far as who to vote for. I think essentially the, the MSNBC uh, uh, and the Democrats are essentially okay. blackmailing any of us, the 100 million people that aren't voting still, uh, by having them vote for Biden. And I, I'm not saying we should pay attention to okay. people that are serious. And not just me, of course, but it's an important decision. Uh, but it is kind of like blackmailing that they wouldn't support Cornell West, who is really trying to do some good things. So right. whether or not we vote for him or the Democrat, I haven't made up my mind. We should pay close attention. And uh, thanks for letting me talk. You bet, Jim. Thanks for your call. Um, I got to take a quick break, but uh, we've got uh, one of our uh, members of the county council on the line. And we'll hear from him on fentanyl and and we got other callers as well, Robert and Bill. We'll get to them in just a moment. Back in just a sec here on KG Mike and X. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866 866- and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. 
KGMI invites you on an adventure to explore the Americana that is Boston and Cape Cod with me, Deanna Haraluk, on KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour, June 1st through the 7th with Bel Air Tours and Adventures. Discover the history of Boston, explore Cape Cod and Nantucket Island, enjoy a traditional New England lobster dinner, and more. Be a part of the experience. Find out more. Check out the Cape Cod and the Islands Tour page on our website, kgmi.com, for more information about this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Where do you go to find the best steakhouse between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C.? Northwest Washington's famed Steakhouse at Silver Reef is the place for award-winning, unforgettable fine dining. Savor our Northwest-sourced, dry-aged USDA prime steaks, finished to perfection in our 1,800-degree broiler. Immerse yourself in world-class elegance. Browse our award-winning wine and spirit list, while our attentive staff help to create lasting memories. Reservations are recommended through SilverReefCasino.com or by calling Silver Reef Casino Resort. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Appreciate you joining us here on this Thursday afternoon. And uh, Ben Ellenboss, one of the members of our county council, joins us now. Hi, Ben. Hi, Joe. You had some thoughts on fentanyl? Yeah. I, first off, I want to thank you for covering it, actually. Um, our last council meeting, we ran, a, we ran an ordinance or a resolution to support the Lummi Nation and their bold actions. Um, and the the media outlets, the newspaper, you know, they ran three or four stories about that council meeting, but didn't cover that. And that was pretty disappointing to me because I think it deserves a lot of attention. And, you know, you'd mentioned earlier that um, Democrat, what does that have to do with it? It shouldn't have anything to do with that. And, and I agree with you, it really shouldn't. Um, you know, our council races are nonpartisan, and I try and take a nonpartisan approach to to my elections and and being on the council. Um, but in the past, I've sought the uh, endorsement of both parties. But this year, I didn't seek the endorsement of the Democrat Party, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when I look at their platform, it reads, Welcome Democrats, drug policy. Decriminalize possession and use of personal quantities of controlled drugs. And then it goes on to say that laws that criminalize minor offenses that pose little risk to public safety should be repealed. And honestly, Joe, I feel like with what the community is dealing with and what we've seen, and when one pill can kill, we're not just dealing with addiction problems anymore. It's, it's it's gone beyond that. And I think policies like this are tone deaf to what's happening in our community. And children are dying. And so I, I don't believe that most Democrats believe in a platform like this. And I would call on our community to maybe talk to their, their elected leaders that maybe identify as a Democrat and support things like this and and question them on whether that's an appropriate stance to be taken right now when kids are dying because we're allowing possession in the home and we're allowing personal use and we're trying to turn a blind eye to the, the things that are happening, um, like property crimes and trespassing that people are doing and able to, to enable getting those pills. So you mentioned that, that what is, being a Democrat has to do with it. 
that's my perspective on it. Okay, it, well, it and, and I appreciate that. It and, seems to here in Whatcom County. Yeah, well, and I, I appreciate what you said, and I, I agree with you that I think most Democrats, registered Democrats, wouldn't agree, and maybe don't. I I don't. I I'll be honest with you. I'm a registered Democrat. I've never gone and read the Whatcom Democrats uh, platform. Uh, I just uh, in uh, the, having I a you to, Joe, well, I will, but it's like, not going to make think, me change think, my party. I'm well, quite frankly I, one I plank. Think, I mean, it's not. But Ben, well, let me just tell you, it's not, and I Joe, don't agree on, with that. Me, and I think I think when good. we've looked at the, when the, when this has been tried, which was not you know has we're trying to I guess claw our way out of that that type of a situation here in Washington State after the the state supreme court ruling. And to figure out what how we deal with this, with these problems, or with the you know, with possession and and with drugs and drug use, we've got a now we just recently got a, a, a ordinance here in Bellingham that you can't be doing this stuff out on the street and right in the public. I mean, it, we're just trying to get all this together and get and wrap our heads around it. The war on drugs wasn't working, and I agree. I mean, fentanyl is an awful, but awful thing. But this is still the party yeah. platform, Joe. This well, is still the party platform, and I agree okay. with you. I think your party left you a long time ago, and and it's unfortunate. I, it's to not. Me it's that, it's that more people, than. It's not just one policy, though. Recognize that? No. Oh no, there's tons of them in here that I don't think you would agree with, uh, and I don't well, think the average uh, well, Democrat agrees with. Yet they still well, keep don't, electing don't people tell that me. are championing these issues. But Ben, don't they tell, are. don't try to tell me They're what I believe, because I could probably dig well, up stuff not, in the in the Republican <laughs> platform that you wouldn't agree with. But the Walken Republicans don't have a published platform, and you're right, I don't agree with some of the stuff. Okay, and, and you know that's why I I tend to take the nonpartisan approach, like I said, but. But, but you know, also this, as, a far when, as, now, as far as now, as far as now, wait. Let me just ta- is, okay. Go ahead, Ben. When 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 this is when this is the published platform, and I'm going to tell you that the folks that are getting elected are championing these issues. Um, I think it is important that you 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 say that you're the average Democrat. I think that it's important that you dig into it okay. and that you hold your elected well, officials accountable. Because, like I said, okay, but I don't now, believe, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute, that. Ben. Now wait, wait, wait. I my elected officials. <laughs> I don't think Seth Fleetwood, who has been mayor, and uh, and uh, Kim Lund, who may become the new mayor here of what of Bellingham. I don't think they're going to be out there saying, "Let's decriminalize drugs." Let's decriminalize. They none, they haven't said any of that, and you're you're paying, yes, hanging they, this on everybody who might be a Democrat. Does. Well, but Ben, yeah. come on. Joe, now, Joe, and then I Joe, also wanted to say something Joe, too about you, now. I Ben, why Ben, do you think Kim Lund got elected because Seth Fleetwood probably didn't take action soon enough. Well, what action? In the, in the mind of the public. Well, here you're on a, you're on the county council. What action can be taken? You tell me what action can be taken because, quite frankly, and let me make this point: when you're talking about fentanyl, uh, just uh, or any drug that's smuggled into the country, or what what have you. The demand is created by the people who are addicted to it. The demand isn't isn't, and it, these are tragedies. I'm not I'm not making light of any of these tragic deaths because I've talked I've talked to parents of of young people who have taken one pill and died because they weren't they yep. thought they were something else. But there are many 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 people. But there are many many people who are so addicted to this stuff they can do it over and over and over again. And those are the people that are driving the demand. Those, that's why the drug continues to come across the border, because there are people that are still taking it. They're not all dying on one pill. Otherwise, there'd be no demand. Nobody would be alive to take the stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, we have to be realistic I, I about that. And what, so what could a government agency like the Whatcom County Council do about fentanyl? Other than arrest traffickers, I, I, I have in charge the uh, county uh, sheriff with that. Um, what else could be done? I, is is well, there the an answer that's I, simple? The last thing I would, the last thing I would do, Joe, is decriminalize possession. The last well, thing I would happening. do <laughs> would make property crimes and and um, trespassing illegal. Yeah, um, I think the the community has gone a long ways um, in in helping 
us right this ship because we can't just take one action and have it have everything turn around overnight. Well, but right. the passage and of the the passage of the jail is exactly. a good first step. And that took but a lot of Democrats. The, I I mean to be, oh, to be yeah, honest, absolutely. you know, it okay. absolutely did. Sure, it absolutely did. Okay, and I think that we do have a good plan in place. We need to implement it a heck of a lot faster than what's planned, and that's what I'll be working hard on over the next month or two is. How can we implement this plan faster? Because not having consequences, turning a blind eye to it, and just letting folks hang out behind Walmart and do whatever they want um, has not served to help the process. And and when we the freedom all mentality and the decriminalized drugs, we saw that over COVID and and the effects after the Blake decision uh-huh. and crimes and overdose deaths. And overdoses in general, they didn't just slightly tick up. It shot up. And everybody's always told us, you know, hey, um, this is the answer. No barrier housing is the answer right on down the line. And and I think what we're seeing is that some of those answers that we've been told are going to work have served to do nothing but multiply the problem. And and I'm I'm very pleased with the outcome of of the jail. Yeah, I am too. I I voted for it, and I'm. I think you and I agree on more than we disagree on because exactly. I'm the same way. I, we can't have, for instance, we can't have no barrier housing. We can't. We can't. We, there have well, to be what rules. Gets advocated for quite often. Well, I know quite there are people that advocate, but I don't that's agree how we with end them. Up with twenty two north. Well, exactly, and and we can't have that kind of thing in the in the community. We can't have what what sprouted outside of the the city council. We all saw that uh, in in just you know, it, it was a huge wake up call, I think, for a lot of us that uh, this is, that you know we can't do that. Uh, but um, so, like I said, I think we agree with on more than we disagree with uh, on at and least I think on this the issue. Majority then. of the communities like that. All right. All right. I think the majority well, of the community agrees. I appreciate it, Ben. I appreciate you calling. Thanks. All right, Ben Allen Boss with our county council, and we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We got other folks on the line. We'll definitely get to them and uh, to you as well here on KG My Connect. Volley Entertainment and Sports Bar in Bellingham is adding more entertainment than ever. You can pick up a pickleball paddle, grab a cornhole beanbag, dust off your ping pong skills, play shuffleboard or darts with your buddies and more. And for all you golfers, practice on some of the world's greatest golf courses on their state-of-the-art golf simulator, all while enjoying one of their 16 local craft beers on tap and snacking away on Volley's great bar food. Everyone's going to love that new blackout miniature golf course with some of the holes in a blackout. It's really cool. Somehow they got the Deception Pass bridge in that blackout room. Or maybe the group wants to kick back on the mezzanine level and watch some sports on TV. Plus, there's TV screens all over the place. Got a workplace holiday party to plan? Book it all at Volley. There's food and beverages and fun for everyone, no matter what their activity level. Bring your friends and family to Volley Entertainment Center and Sports Bar today. There's nothing like it in Bellingham. For more information, visit VolleyBellingham.com. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. Bellingham Cider Company with local craft beers and a locally sourced Pacific Northwest inspired menu. You might know them for their delicious variety of cider flavors like their spiced pumpkin, caramel apple, and other seasonal flavors. But you'll also be amazed by their menu. Proudly sourcing their fresh food from local farms and businesses. Enjoy their in-house made ravioli, wahilo braised beef, or delicata squash salad. They're well known for their buttermilk brine chicken and waffles, but you'll also find juicy burgers made from Northwest raised beef. Or how about fresh coho salmon with roasted tomato chutney. You'll be amazed at the variety and selection of flavors from the kitchen. Dietary restrictions? No problem. Their menu provides a host of vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and dairy options. The solar-powered, eco-friendly restaurant is stocked with a full bar, so you can enjoy your dinner and drinks with the best views of Bellingham Bay. Bellingham Cider Company, the place great ciders meet exceptional 
exceptional food with breathtaking views everyone can enjoy. Find them at 205 Prospect or at BellinghamCider.com. Business owners, you have job openings? We have HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is Cascade Radio Group's hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. Upload your available job listings today. Job seekers can post resumes, too. HireMeWa.com is available 24 hours a day. Check back frequently. New job listings added regularly. HireMeWa.com. Business owners, post your job openings for free right now at HireMeWa.com. That's HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is a service of Cascade Radio Group and this station. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Joining us, a lively conversation for sure this afternoon. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. has been hanging on forever. Hi, Robert. Hello. I got a couple of things. One thing is I definitely don't agree with everything in the political platform of the Democrats. And I think... Some, but I'm, I tend to lean toward the Democrats, and I, I think a lot of times the platform is written by some committee, and then it's put on a shelf and doesn't get looked at again sometimes. It's just sort of an exercise at the convention, and it depends on who's on the platform committee, but, but life goes on without it necessarily. But the other thing I was going to say is that um, with the water in the county, I, I think um, population growth does make a difference, and I agree with you that um, there might have to be different regulations. And and the thing that um, I don't know if we're running out of water, even though the Lummies probably want more water for the salmon and so forth, there's never enough. It, it, but um, the thing that is interesting is no, no mention has been made of septic tanks. And I think that's a big contention related to water. It isn't just the amount of water, but when somebody has the uh, clear back when I was in college, I took planning classes and a lot of areas, they're too sparsely populated, kind of like rural areas. So it costs too much to put in a sewer system like we have here in the city. But at the same same time, if they're really sparsely populated, people can get away with septic tanks okay, but when you get too many people in an area, you get more septic tanks. You kind of get a middle ground that's the worst of both worlds. Uh-huh. It's still the houses are too far apart to put in a sewer system and to play for the pipes. But a septic tank, there are too many of them, uh, are in, they can leak, and if it's on your property, you know, so it can go miles down the aquifer and cause problems. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think people in this county have been upset. It was a few years ago they started coming up with new rules where you have to pay to have an inspector come out, and then they'll tell you you have to change your tank and things like that. People were grumbling about that. And, you know, here we are in the, the population is growing, and we kind of have to uh, adjust and give and take a little bit. I agree with us with the shredder. Okay. Also, I think um, people, there's just more people here, but we we need, if people want to live the good life, we got to have industry and stuff too. We just have to give and take a little bit. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely, Robert. And uh, and and as far as the water, I I think. I don't want the government to be heavy handed or to destroy people's lives or steal their property, what have you. Uh, but I think we need to take an assessment and say, okay, this, this hasn't been done before. So it's, isn't it kind of time that we do this as we move for, uh, further into the, uh, move into the future with uh, an ever growing population, but uh, bill North of the city. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Joe. Um, it was nice to hear from Ben Ellenboss today. Um, I can talk on a lot of different subjects, uh, including the solution for the uh, water problem. But today, I heard something about the uh, about the scrap metal, about grinding up the cars, and it uh, reminded me that uh, a few years ago, I came up with a prototype design for a. Uh, blast furnace that didn't use coal, rather it used waste plastic and natural gas, um, it would be 
it would be uh, possible to locate such a plant, um, a steel mill, uh, a larger scale steel mill um, at Cherry Point, but, and you could actually um, take ships and, and scrap them there, have an automated uh, uh, plasma torch set up that'll slice them into, into bits for uh, feeding into a steel mill, but you would have to uh, buy the the uh, property back from uh, from Hong from the people in Hong Kong that were part owners of the uh, 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 the planned um, uh, cargo container uh, port that never went through. The buy that property shipping? back from okay. the right. buy the property back from Hong Kong to get the Chinese out of it, and then uh, uh, and build a locked channel inland that you could put the drive the ships into to uh, dismantle them okay. and then have uh, and then have a steel mill on the hill up on the side of the hill going towards Intalco. There's a place to do it and uh, there's cert- it'd be a very expensive project but it would provide a lot of jobs for people in the community and you would take that those old ships away from uh, off the beach in, in uh, India and mm-hmm. uh, in, dispose of them in an environmental uh, manner so okay. All right. Well, I it uh, I, I it has that's an interesting proposition. I would say. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Let's go to Julio in Sumas. Hi, Julio. Hey, Joe. How are you doing today? Do, doing well. Doing well. What's on your mind? Well, I was just listening to different callers calling in about you know the southern border and building the wall and you know stopping the drugs from coming in and different things like that. But no, like you said earlier, um, that that's not the only way the drugs come in. And, you know, they come in different ways. I just feel like, you know, you fix the problem from inside and then, you know, from them coming in and then you go from there. But I, I think that um, the main problem is I, I think it starts with the parents, right? If the parents are on their kids, you know, checking on what they're doing, the drugs, you know, what they're in, media or whatever it is, I mean, that's where you, that's where it starts. If the parents are not involved... Um, and I know there's programs out there that can maybe help the parents. You know, I'm a, I start, I was a parent at a young age, um, 16. And so, you know, I made sure that I grew up around that grant gangs, drugs, you know, all that stuff. I grew up around that. And so I wanted to make sure my kids were not involved in that. And I did whatever it took for me to make sure that I prevented that. Um, and I understand that a lot of people are dying from all these drugs that are coming into the United States, but it starts with the parents. And and I think nobody sees that. Everybody just blames, you know, like drugs coming in. You know, like the people that are bringing the are not Republicans. They're not Democrats. So like, I don't know why the Republicans and Democrats just don't get together. And if they want to stop something, they work together. Don't don't blame it on the other person. Well, the Republicans are doing it. Oh, the Democrats is their fault. Uh-huh. Like, it's nobody's fault. It's just work together and right. and stop it. Uh, and well, simple as that. You know what I mean? We don't we don't have to be blaming everybody else. You know what I mean? Because we yeah. can all point fingers. And well, yeah, and I, I guess that's what bugs me the most is that it and and that was the point I was making with the earlier caller who was talking about the wall and that uh you know yeah. and Joe Biden and what have you and you know, it just seems that it's and it's kinda like the bu- the budget, you know. It's you know, when one party neither party's really serious about about you know cutting spending and reducing the deficit it but then it's then it's just used as a political bludgeon or a political football and uh and it's it's too bad but we don't work together to solve some of these problems it it's almost like it's easier to have the problem and use it as a weapon against the other side than it is to actually fix a lot of these problems but all right julio thanks here thanks for your call appreciate your thoughts let's go to kevin in bellingham hi kevin are you there, Kevin? I don't know if Kevin is there. I guess we I guess we don't have Kevin on. I'll put him on hold. Maybe maybe he'll come back. Uh but uh yeah, I mean um I think we have to be realistic about all this because now fentanyl, you know, quite frankly, I, I feel the same way. It's, it's being used as this uh, political, uh, political weapon. It's been politicized and people are actually, you know, absolutely are dying from this drug. It's a horrible, horrible thing. 
uh, and I want it off the streets. Uh, our earlier caller said, yeah, that uh, I don't care about fentanyl. I don't want anything to be done about it, but that's not right. I, I want fentanyl to be not a non-thing. That, uh, and it is, quite frankly, it is used in, in medicine. Uh, it's, it's an effective uh, painkiller for and if, it's, if it's used properly, and it is used in our medical system, but, um, but when it's out on the street, it, it, there's nothing good about it, that's for sure. Do we have Kevin now? Kevin, are you there? Well, I guess we don't have Kevin, but um, I want to give him a chance in case he was there. But uh, I think we have to you know, un- understand what, you know, that there's a demand for it. It's like any other of these other drugs. And that was the point that I was making earlier, that there's a demand for these drugs, so somebody is going to supply that demand. And Julio, our last caller, was saying, to, you know, these are problems we need to fix from within and, uh, and, and not treat the symptom, but, you know, treat the illness, treat the disease, the, the, the desire for people to be, to, to use these to, to get through the day, to get, to deal with life. And uh, I mean, it's, and it, thing, same thing with homelessness. I mean, how do we, how do we stop, how do we make sure that everyone has a home and, and starting, you know, in, in, from that rather than, you know, having a, a big, uh, big population of homeless that, uh, that we really can't deal with uh, or don't have any way to, well, we have about, well, we got about a minute and a half. We can uh, go to Ed over on your, are you on Samish Island, Ed? Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Joe. You bet. Good to have you. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about that. Okay. Lots of bombast and hot air out of me. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, but out of me too. <laughs> go ahead. Here's today's. Don't necessarily think the Republicans and Democrats are the same when it comes to spending, you know, getting running up the deficit. Democrats do tax and spend. Yes, they do. But Ronnie Reagan and the Republicans borrow and spend. Reagan trebled the debt and deficit. And so Republicans are in a class of their own. That's what I say. All right, Ed. Appreciate your call. And um, I, I guess, uh, yeah. I, and and that I guess is to my point that there's no real serious um, concern about the deficit. I mean, it it is it's it's used as a as a okay, it's a political weapon, but. Uh, when it, when either party is in charge, and we've talked about this before, and uh, it, nobody does anything about it, uh, so and I guess we just have to hope that uh, you know something like fentanyl isn't the same. But yeah, I hear let's do some you know do something about fentanyl, do something, um, you know, elected officials. Um, but and I don't hear any any ideas of what can be done other than stricter law enforcement and we got quite frankly law enforcers are out there arresting traffickers and what have you and no i don't think people should be allowed to have you know possess really awful dangerous drugs we'll be back tomorrow four o'clock kgmi connects